Welcome, everyone. to was officially episode 18 of Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ, the interactive video show where you can come on and smoke with us, chill with us, ask us questions, whatever you want to do. All you got to do is subscribe, OnlyFans, Patreon, ShellySJSmokeOut.com, where you can find all the links. ShellySJSmokeOut.com. I have a little handy ticker there as well with all our information if you're watching the video. If you listen to the podcast, we are missing a lot with the, the visuals. I think the first 17 episodes, if people would have asked, if we would have polled people and said, who's the sexiest between Stoner Jesus and Shelly, Shelly would have won handily. But today, I'm going to give her a run for her money with my St. Patrick's Day get up that I put on exactly uh, about 12 minutes ago. When I remember <laughs> that it was St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Giving Shelly no time herself to prepare because I wasn't prepared. But here we are. I, I should have known. That's the thing. And first of all, I love the bow tie. Um, yes. It's I restricted have, my throat. It's packed away though. because I can't look at it yet. But when um, Fred and Ethel, I had, mm. I was in a um, little fashion show with them years ago, so oh, yeah. many years ago, and it was a St. Patrick's Day theme. And so oh. they gave them these little collars that had little bow ties like yours. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. And um, so I was like, oh, where are those? And then I have a little hat that I usually wear, very similar without the glitter that um, you're wearing right now. But I just got done doing a little collab and then I had like 15 minutes to eat real quick, take a shot and then come here. So there you have it. <laughs> uh oh. Hello. 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 <laughs> Looks like we lost Stoner Jesus, but that's okay. This time I'm not going to log off. Look at that cute outfit. <laughs> <coughs> I do have, I showed this to Stoner Jesus earlier. I do have, this is Minnie's little dress that she'll be wearing tomorrow. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, now Stoner Jesus is gone altogether. Hopefully he'll be back here soon. But uh, while we're here, why don't we go ahead and take the first uh, hitch, shall we? I was hitting my pen as I was mentioning before. I had a little collab ski that I did not too long ago. It went really well. And after I was done, I'll probably have to repeat this when Stoner Jesus joins us back. But when I was done, I was like, I need a shot. <laughs> I need a shot. So I took a little shot of vodka with some water back because I am like out of everything. I have to go to the grocery store. I'm out of everything. And I was just like, dude, oh well, just woman up. Taking a toke with my folk for my folk. Cheers, amigos. And as you guys know, normally I have the little green glitter behind me, but I just didn't have enough time. Look at my hair is just like all over the place. Let's let's smooth out. Don't mess around, smooth out. You bring me down. There. There we go. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I hope everyone's having a great day. I hope you have a great St. Patrick's Day. Tomorrow is going to be fun-filled for me. I have the um, Shelly Live that will be on vocnation.com. And Danielle and I do wine tastings on there, so it's very appropriate for 
um, I was going to say Universal Studios. <laughs> Very appropriate for St. Patrick's Day. And then after that, I have the Regal Beagle Happy Hour video chat, which is free to join. You just got to go to Stoner Jesus says he's going to be uh, restarting. I hope you with this shortly. Um, Regal Beagle Happy Hour video chat, which you can see on ShellyLive.com. It's my free OnlyFans page. You can sign up. It's totally free. Come and join the fun. Why don't you? So when I was doing my collab, I had a couple glasses of champagne. <laughs> a couple glasses of champagne. And I was feeling a little loosey-goosey and it was good. I, you know, I never um, have been on this fellow's podcast before that I was on or video cast. I don't know. Because see, to me, podcast is like not the visual. To me, that's a video cast. But I guess it's, I don't know. Because people will say, oh, the podcast, da, 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 and they have it on YouTube. And I guess that's still, that's a podcast, right? I don't know. Anyways, did this fellow's podcast. I, just, I worked with him actually a long time ago on a project that I was doing on my YouTube channel years ago. Some of you know uh, my Sprinkles project, <laughs> Schultz. And um, so it was really cool like to just reconnect and uh, collab with somebody from yesteryear, you know? I Here's the thing. When I first was like learning that people did collabs in general, like on YouTube and stuff like that before social media became what it is we know today. Right. So, um, when I first started learning about collabs, I would see these YouTubers make these videos with people. They look like they're having so much fun. And, um, not only that, but then it ended up being like really enjoyable and maybe in some cases, um, a different vibe from a creator that you don't really see normally or whatever. So it really inspired me. And I'm the idiot who was like, oh, they're all really friends in real life. Oh, that's what you do. It's all just for work. Very rarely are they truly friends. That's why I love when I specifically collab with Francine because there's a lot of people from the wrestling world I would love to collab with. And I've even brought it up to them or whatever. And they just ignore me. Or they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then when it comes time to iron out the details, they're just nowhere to be found. So it really, and then when I started to see how the YouTube world really works, and it's very similar to the wrestling world, I was just like, Gab me with a spoon, like, ew, I thought this was supposed to be different than wrestling. Guess not. But um, it just really made me not want to collab for a really long time. And then when I started to collab just with my friends, because, like, they start, like, Francine, for example, I kept telling her, you got to get on Patreon, you got to get on Patreon. No, 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 no. And I didn't want to shove it down her throat, like, too, too much, because I'm a firm believer that, when you're ready to do whatever, like something like Patreon or OnlyFans or TikTok, whatever it is, like you got to do it on your time. And sometimes having that little resistance at first, I think works for people. 
I know that there's times it's been a while, like it took me a while rather to just like get on board with something. And then once I did, it was like, dude, that was like the perfect time for me to get on board versus if it was early on, maybe I would have made more money if it was earlier on, but that just wasn't for me. Like point in case YouTube, like when I realized you can make money off of YouTube, it was, um, let's see here. What was my situation? I was already, TNA already passed. Um, yeah, so I guess it was before I decided to go back into the Indies, really, um, the second time around. So, um, hold on, let me write storage. <clears throat> so, sorry. So that was really like the second time around for me is what the hell? I got distracted because I was like, oh, I gotta let Stoner Jesus know, like, okay, I got your message or whatever. <sighs> what was I talking about? <laughs> Collabs. Oh, when I learned about making money on YouTube. It was when it was like right before I went back into the Indies part two, part two, if you will. And um, it was actually from a famous, uh, now famous at the time, they were just trying to make it on YouTube. There's this huge YouTuber called, called this huge YouTuber called Trisha Paytas. And she's the one that told me that you can make money off of YouTube. So that's when I started to like focus on trying to make that money on YouTube. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello everybody. It took forever. And the whole time I think of myself, I didn't end the show. And because it's on a browser now, cause the stream yard, it's still going. So I have to get back and it took forever. Absolutely forever. And restart okay. my net and everything. I'm sure Shelly's being very entertaining. You didn't <laughs> have the visual <laughs> of this, but not the visual. I'm sure, you got by. I got by. <laughs> <laughs> and at least this time I didn't exit out. That was the thing, like last time that really bummed me out. Because it's kind of good to know that if you do cut out, mm -hmm. that I can still keep it going until you figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, this Versus time I had to restart like, my entire internet. Oh. <laughs> Unplug the router, power down, power up, plug it back in. It's a whole thing. You were too hot for the internet. I know. I broke it. Broke the internet. Really bumming my, my St. Patrick's Day celebration. <laughs> like when Kim Kardashian did. That's what you did. That's right. It's very similar. <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard that, that comparison. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 do you think there's the coincidence that I brought you up into that uh, comparison? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, <laughs> what's Kim Kardashian doing on with Shelly? That's crazy. Where's Stoner <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> Kim Kardashian couldn't hold a what is it candle next to you? Is that what it is? That's right. What is that? What it is? The scene? Yes. Okay. She can't. Kim, she can't either. F her. I used to love the Kardashians back in the day when they first came out. Um, and then when I saw how they treated each other, I was like, these girls are rotten. They're rotten to their sister. I could never yeah. talk to my sister that way. And then that's when I checked out of the Kardashian crew. And um, it's funny because I stand by that because over the years they showed me they are not my kind of gals. <laughs> <laughs> I was sold on their whole... 
oh, we have these stores, these boutiques, and we're a family, and we run them, and this is what happens. No, no bitches. That was your cover, your front. You know, we get it. <coughs> so you have any, um, we were talking about St. Patrick's Day, obviously. So I'm very, being very subtle about the celebration over here. Uh, before I was booted away by the internet. Do uh, you have any um, other like traditions or any crazy St. Patrick's Day stories, Shelly? Maybe you willing to share with the people, of course? You would think I would, but I just don't. Like every time I try to go out for St. Patrick's Day, it always sucks. Like it just doesn't <laughs> work out. Um, I think the best thing I can think of, I'll see if I can dig up the clip for you to share with everybody. Um, couple years ago i was just like yeah st patrick's day me danielle and metal jesus went out to hollywood which was the biggest mistake we could have made it was douchebag city at every single bar it was so many people in there because see i'm the type of person that like i'm old school i like a like i love cute bars don't get me wrong but man, I'm just finding an old, dirty, most tavern kind of place. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Like, completely fine. And it was just very, like, even my hole-in-the-wall places were just so filled with just, like, not even their normal clientele because it was St. Patrick's Day, of course, right there yeah. on Hollywood Boulevard. So what do we choose to do? Have Italian food at the Italian restaurant on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and um, it that was the highlight and then to add to that highlight when we walked outside i was vlogging and my whole thing is is i love the leprechaun movies i just love that little leprechaun <laughs> where's miko <laughs> so we have the whole thing when i get a little too turned up people in my household know uh oh because that all of a sudden like if i'm hanging out and then i just go I've got one question for you. Where's Miko? It's officially St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, not even St. Patrick's Day, just drunk Shelly. So you people out there watching my social media, Danielle just posted something from a couple weeks ago when I had a uh, shoot here at the house. I was uh, leprechauning out. <laughs> so if you guys ever see me out there and I'm like, and this is what I also do when... Um, when I do it, let's see here. I put on my pants underneath my dress because I was cold, but let me take them off for visual sake. So if you guys see me do this in any videos, hold on, I'm going to take my earplugs off. If you guys see me do this, <laughs> where's me <Nicole? laughs> That wow. means I'm pretty turned up. There especially you if you see whoa see, <laughs> especially if you see like my knees go real high like, the, higher, <laughs> the higher up my knees the more effed up i am so so i think with that dance you may have outdone my outfit <laughs> back, back in the lead <laughs> Yay. Um, unfortunately i do not have any uh great st patrick's day stories either actually <clears throat> i have a st patrick's day story which was the worst day of my professional broadcasting career was uh let's take one more hit yeah it's a very traumatic experience I, I didn't save the recordings from this day i don't have them i never talk about this day but like hey 
Shelly talks about a lot about his stuff, and I don't have as many great stories. I have a really horrific story, at least for what it was. Was uh, St. Patrick's Day, I th want to say 2014. I don't remember the exact date, but I think it was seven years ago tomorrow. So St. Patrick's Day 2014. I had this bright idea several months prior to that. And I'm going to raise a bunch of money for marijuana legalization. I have a big following on Twitter. I have this very popular show. I have a bunch of cool people on, whatever. I'm going to raise a lot of money for a marijuana policy project who fights in states to you know pass legislation, yada, yada, so on and so on. So a few months before, I put up this GoFundMe page. I decided $10,420 $10, is a good goal to raise. Give it a few months. Keep putting the page out there. Uh, much the way I do with this show and other things and promotion and all that. I did that with this page. So months go by, nothing's coming in. Absolutely nothing. My big finale of all this is St. Patrick's Day, 2014 again, I think. And I'm going to be on the air as as long as it takes to get to the goal or until I just give out. I did Money Moms before and did like 12 hours on the air. I'd play clips, crap like that. So that's my big idea. I'm going to be on the air all day long. Just audio. I didn't do. I wasn't doing video yet. So the day comes. I've raised seventy-five dollars out of ten thousand four hundred twenty-dollar goal. Over four thousand people saw the page. It just went absolutely nowhere. To make matters worse, I wake up on St. Patrick's Day. I have this horrific cold. My voice is almost completely gone. It's really like just deep, scratchy. Just like you know, like <clears throat> I, someone uh, someone who had been smoking cigarettes for sixty years. That's what I sounded like. I was supposed to have someone on from MPP. I talked to them like that. I was on there eight hours that day doing everything I could to figure out how to get more money. And we ended up at $75 of $10,420. I dubbed it the St. Patrick's Day Massacre, and I erased all the recordings. As I said when I was doing it live, I said I'm, I'm, I'm erasing all this crap in my very you know deep, almost unhearable voice. I erased all memories of it. Well, not the memories, but any evidence of it. And um, there it is. That was, uh, it was incredible. It wasn't, um, it wasn't embarrassing. It was just a lot of work for nothing. And then when the day came, I was thinking, well, you know, this would be kind of funny because it was so bad and it went so poorly. But the fact that I had no voice kind of killed that mood. And um, it was just horrible. So I have very traumatic experiences about, maybe that's why I dress like this. I'm trying to bring back the joy of St. Patrick's Day. It was robbed from me by all the cheap assholes who followed me on Twitter in 2014. So thank you, assholes. <laughs> you know, they're always out there. That's right. They're you cheap bastards. Like, <laughs> cheap bastards messing up your, your life. <laughs> That's such Ruined. a sad story. That sounds like something that would happen to me. <laughs> it's pretty damn bad. I mean, I've had disappointments in my career, but nothing matched that day. That's for sure. It's a gut-wrenching feeling when you put a lot of time. Because here's the thing. I don't think most people truly realize how much time and effort really goes into putting on all these things. Even if it's just audio yeah. on a podcast. It's like, yeah. you know, I think people, especially they've been tuning into other people who have been doing it for a long time. Or they stumble across somebody that's been doing it for a long time. It comes across very easy and natural. But what they don't realize is even though it comes across easy and natural, there's sometimes it's like, wow, that day was such a bitch. I can't believe I even pulled that off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whoa, I guess I did it. 
And then there's sometimes where you're just like, you want to just delete those days. Like people just don't realize how much goes into all that. And that's why I know a lot of people lately in the last couple of years have been really annoyed with me that I won't do their podcast. And it's not like I'm saying, oh, I won't do it. It's like, dude, that's a lot. And I got so much going on. I don't want to make a commitment. And then the day comes and I'm like, look, dude, I got a flake. Like, I don't want to do that to people. Like they put their time and energy and effort into it. I'm not going to waste anyone's time. So it's like, so if anyone's watching and they're like, oh, Shelly, or if that's why some people didn't do my roast because they're like, well, Shelly didn't want to do my podcast. It's like, I'm not going to sit there and tell you I might flake on you. So not right now. Like that sounds terrible. And then people would probably be like, oh no, it's fine. Like whatever we can work it around. But it's like, I got so much going on, especially like in the last year, you know, just finding my new life with Fred's decline, like it was rough. So it's like, if I commit to something, like I have to, I think long and hard about it. I'm like, dude, that's a commitment and I got to keep to it. You know, I've had a commitment recently that is a real pain in my butt sometimes to me. And long story short as I can make it, I feel like the other people involved kind of just if I was a famous male wrestler maybe they would take me more serious but because I'm not they don't in my opinion I'm not saying that's the case but that's how it feels and then Danielle asked me she's like so then why do you keep this commitment then and I was like because I said I would (laughs) (laughs) but that's because when I took on this commitment I thought about it. I wasn't just like, yeah, let's do it. Or let's do something together. It was like, no, this is thought out. You know, this is what we're going to do. And I don't know. It's just, it it just, I I just feel the vibe sometimes with people. They're like, like right now, I just did a podcast with somebody, right? And I know when that podcast comes out. And then like a couple weeks ago, I did another one with a gal that um, I know through wrestling. And so when that comes out, I know these people that I've said no to recently are going to be like, oh, <laughs> da, da, da. And it's like, well, you don't know how those things transpired. It transpired mm-hmm. in a very organic way. So, like, and I don't need to explain myself to you, you know? It's just so annoying. When they're watching this. They say, hey, Shelly found the time to, like, do a show with some dork in a green bow tie. So, <clears throat> there you go. It's completely out of place with the rest of his outfit and his family guy shirt. I'm pretty sure anyone that would say that were already like, these are two peas in a pod right there. So I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is the day before St. Patrick's Day. So it's 316. And of course, uh, in the wrestling world, is a big day. They've been celebrating on social media, uh, 25th anniversary, 25 years of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Austin 316. I've never asked you before. And Stone Cold Steve Austin was my, by far my favorite wrestler of, of all time. Did you ever get a chance to meet him? And uh, if so, what were your impressions? I did. And um, he was very nice to me. My interactions mm. with him were not a lot. But um, based on our conversations, he was a fan of my vampire character. He talked to me about, like... I don't know if it was like someone presented him an idea, not wrestling related, outside of wrestling, about a project involving vampires. 
So of course I tried to politic my way. <laughs> but I was like, but Steve, da da da, because he loved my character. And it was so cool because it's like, Stone Cold Steve Austin is one of the very few people that when, even before wrestling, there was this like quality and I didn't know exactly what it was. But then when I got involved in wrestling, especially in WWE and kind of seeing what's what and how things run and how, how things go, the formula of it all. I liked him even more, him and Booker T. They mm. had this match where it was in a grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of the best things I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. But the reason mm. why was because those two guys are jokesters. They look at the business in a way where, yes, they respect it. Yes, they busted their ass, but they know what's BS and what's what. So there's parts of it they just don't take serious. And because there are these <laughs> household names in wrestling, they get away with it. Like, they get away with it. And I love it. Like, anytime, that's why I love about Booker T. I've had more interactions with Booker T than Stone Cold. It's mm. like, he just doesn't care, man. And I love it. Like, he just doesn't care. And, you know, it's so cool. So going back to Austin, or Steve Austin, um, so what was really cool is when Danielle and I used to watch wrestling together when we were younger, she was a big fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And um, when I had her come in for WrestleMania, he was doing, he had just did a movie. What was it called? The Contender, I think it was called. Yeah. I think so. that was, yeah. So like before WrestleMania, like a day or two before they had like the viewing of the movie and like this whole thing. And then um, at the after party of WrestleMania, Danielle got to meet Stone Cold. And we have the pictures, they're somewhere. And um, that was really cool for me that I could bring her that experience. And that's also the same night I kept prying into this project. I was like, but I'm a vampire. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm, a, I'm that girl. I'm that girl. Like, um, if people out there, I don't know if you watch Friends yourself, Stoner Jesus, but there's an episode where the character Joey is at Monica and Chandler's wedding and he finds out that somebody there is like an agent. So when he's up there doing a, like a toast, he goes, when they first met, da, 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 I became sad. <laughs> and he's like auditioning <laughs> for the guy. Like that's totally me. I'm, I'm a vampire. <laughs> oh, the project's about vampires? Well, I am a real vampire, so I'd just be perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know what you were able to talk about while I was uh, away for so long at the beginning of the show, but um, you did do uh, the the meet and greet signing, the virtual signing thing this weekend. I was able to watch about an hour of it. Oh, live! It was uh, it was pretty interesting. <coughs> yeah, um, I didn't know how it was going to be, mm -hmm. and I didn't really know what to do, so I just said to myself. This is a live stream. That's it. I don't need to use because I was overthinking it yep. with the words meet and greet, virtual signing. I felt like it was supposed <laughs> to be different, you know, because when I yeah. do have um, when people bring me out to these different conventions and stuff, it's not like I sit there and have like a live stream conversation with these people. It's like mm -hmm. you t chat for a few minutes because you got to get people, you know, there's people waiting or whatever. Yeah. And um, so I was just like, you know what? Like, 
I do live streams for a living. So I'm just going to take the pressure off. And I'm just going to treat this like a live stream. And something that I was saying to my secret society um, leading up to it, preparing for it, I was like, you know, I'm going to treat this just like if it was a, like they were flying me in somewhere, how I get prepared mentally to go into something like that. Mm. And I did, you know, and what I love about this house is my bedroom has a bathroom and then on the other side of the bathroom is metal jesus's uh record room so you can get in the bathroom from both um rooms so i've realized that i love my bathroom so much because that vibe reminds me of being in a hotel and living in a mm. hotel out of a hotel so that kind of like familiar getting myself ready getting prepared for a meet and greet you know it was there or when i get ready for a live stream like that's like gets me pumped up like i always get ready in that bathroom and that like a couple months ago i was like you know what this bathroom reminds me of like many a bathrooms i've been in in a hotel <laughs> that's probably why i have my little bathroom parties when i get ready to like create so i did all that and something that i always do or almost always is I get a coffee cup that's like, you know, at the hotel or if there's a Starbucks, so like a paper coffee cup. And that's what I always have my wine or champagne in. So you bet your boots that <laughs> when I was drinking my Starbucks, at the side, I know I had my wine in there. And it was so fun for me because even though to not feel awkward, I just made it into like a live stream. Having those little things like the way I got ready, having the coffee cup with wine, it made me feel kind of like those vibes, you know? Because when I do live streams now, I don't do that. I have it in a real a normal glass when I drink or whatever. <laughs> so it was so fun. Like when you, you just get used to certain things and you associate them and these like little behaviors we have and if you just kind of tap into them I, I don't know so that's a that's my little fun fact for the day um to challenge <laughs> anyone watching it's like you know what little things that you didn't do before just do them and you see that maybe you'll enjoy the things you do now more i don't know that's how i feel at least absolutely i am um, <clears throat> i'm wishing that i would have had time to go back and re-listen because of the, during the course i cannot remember what it was but during the course of the live stream maybe you can remember or it'd be cool if you can um we're talking about something and you said something that sounded like it would be a really great story. Like it's just like an offhand comment or something. And the dude really didn't follow up because he's, you know, he's doing the cards and the, yeah. the posters and stuff, getting the orders. And I said to myself, man, I need to remember that for the show. And of course I immediately forgot it. Shoot. And it was something, I, I want to say something like you getting arrested or something like that, but I don't, Arrest I don't no. think that was it. I've never gotten It's caught. just, it was like a, it was like a comment, like a five second comment. I thought, man, that's that's probably a really great story, and I really need to remember that. And of course, I didn't. It wasn't about Dixie, was it? Maybe. Was I remember it you talking I about Dixie? That I heard that she slept with the guys. No, it was something with with you that I never heard before. We hadn't talked about it on the show, and it just it just slipped my mind. And I gotta tell myself, try to find time to go back and rewatch because it'd be worth it. Of course, I couldn't find the time. Things are always now crazy. you got me curious. I was hoping I could jog your memory, but I can't jog my memory. So. But I had that cup of 
wine, you know, and I filled mm-hmm. it up like three times. You expect me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! What could it have been? I talked about a lot of different things. Just it was. I just don't know. I just it just doesn't. It won't come back to my brain. I remember thinking at the time, man, I got to ask her about that on the show. <laughs> Damn it! This is driving it was me just nuts gone. Now. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch. The parts I watched, I came in about 20 minutes into the live and was there about an hour. So it would be somewhere in there that it was mentioned. I'll get to I the bottom of the story at some point. <laughs> be a great story. Maybe I hope it's a great story after all this buildup. I know. What if it's nothing? I'm like, oh, there, yeah. There needs whatever. to be seen. <laughs> um, for people looking for an update on the, uh, the Instagram battle, things are not moving much. You're really all out there not doing your job and promoting the Shelly SJ smoke out. Instagram, enough. Yes, I blame all of you. Still about <laughs> 95 followers behind, and that's not going to work. We're being walked on by Shelly's Foot Club. Our butts, are being, are, being, our butts <laughs> are being kicked by Shelly's Foot Club. But my Foot Club hasn't moved either. Here's both, the thing. Both stagnant. Um, like I said, I just haven't been putting as much effort into it as I should lately. Um, so there you have it, you know, and here's the other thing is like, for example, like yesterday I was like, Ooh, you know, I need to make sure to post something for my foot club today. Cause I just had one update last week and I like to have two updates a week for that page. And, um, so I took an exclusive photo and when I posted, I was just like, you know, I need to try to focus on doing this more often because like, I just, I don't want it to just kind of just stay where it's at. And then when I woke up this morning, I had two new members. So I'm like, you know what? I'm fine with it. I feel like that's more of what I, and that's a prime example of why I kind of focus more on that versus putting the previews on on Instagram because Instagram to me doesn't always equal people signing up. So it's real easy for me to just be like promoting on Twitter and like putting the content onto these like uh, pages and stuff like that because like I'm just so over Instagram and I know I have to use it because so many people do. And I would hate for somebody to be like, oh, I didn't even know that there was a Shelly Stoner Jesus smoke out. Like, I'm on Instagram. I didn't see it. And it's like, so I know so many people use it, and I don't want to leave anyone out. But I'm still trying to make time for Instagram. And it's really hard for me to take it serious when they straight up just deleted my old account without even seeing anything, no warning. And my biggest gripe is I lost all these years and years and years and years and years of posts that I did had of Ethel. So that pissed me off. And that's why I'm just like, I'm trying, I'm trying to be a part of the Instagram people, but it's just <laughs> so hard when they're assholes there, <laughs> you know, it's hard to stay motivated with it. And I, I'll try harder, I guess. A lot of deletions. I was looking at um, <clears throat> numbers of active <clears throat> monthly subscribers on our followers or users or whatever for these platforms. Twitter is like way down there, like 350 million a month or something like that. 
Instagram's like 1.2 billion. YouTube is 2.3 billion and Facebook's 2.7 billion. It's, um, which explains the reason I'm on Facebook. Not that, I mean, I have over 15,000 fans on Facebook, but they don't show my crap to anyone. It's like, I don't even bother. I'll put some up there and the next day I'll check in and say, yeah, well, 48 people have seen this out of your 15,200 fans. And Twitter's starting to be that way too. You know, he's suppressing my stuff, my genius, as you can see. People can see you know it. why? Because you aligned yourself with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've fallen out of favor with the algorithm. Whatever the, the reason. He's hanging out with her. So I have to do, I have to retweet. I retweet everything I, I say, probably sometimes two or three times or four or five. I just keep on going so people can see it. I've just at this point have semi given up in the sense of I know there's some people out there that their engagement's huge and they really like whatever and they have their tactics and how the whatever and that's fine. But I got so much to do. Like you guys don't understand. Like I have almost a new update on Secret Society every day. I have my YouTube channels. I do this. Um, I have my Shelly live, the wake and bakes coming back. So it's like, mm -hmm. I built my own site and I'm trying to make it run more efficiently. And I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So it's like, I don't, I can't sacrifice any of the stuff I just listed to then being the, my own marketing person on social media and doing everything the quote unquote right way to get people to see my stuff. And it's not like you said, not see my stuff in the sense where I need more people. It's like the people I actually have need to see more yeah. of them need to see it. It's like, I'm not trying to like, I'm fine with my numbers, but that's the thing is like, they're just, they kind of have won because I know they make it that way for people like me who they want to censor. And I'm not saying, Oh, they have this vendetta against me. I feel like I'm part of a group and that's just it. And I'm in that group. Troublemakers. Troublemakers. <laughs> and um, I don't have the time or energy to fix it. <laughs> I just don't. It's too much. I'm already doing so much. That'll take time, not, even, not just away from what I'm already doing, but then that takes time from I also have Minnie, my relationship with Minnie. I have my relationship with Metal Jesus. I have my relationship with Danielle. I have my relationship with Francine. I have my relationship with my couple other friends. So it's like, I'm not going to let those things suffer just so I can get the right view. And so now I'm just like, whoever's meant to see my stuff is going to see my stuff. And I just don't care anymore. And I've learned that when I go in that approach, the money always comes. Like, mm. Sometimes I get freaked out with my OnlyFans because there was a time where I was like at the top 3% and I felt like, yes, I'm finally getting paid properly for the hard work I do. Hmm. And this is where I effed up. I started to see people who had, or who were killing it, like in the 1% or better of OnlyFans. And all of their prescriptions, their, all their subscriptions were like $5 or free and it's just paid content. 
And so I was like, well, maybe I need to lower my price because at first I had it at $20, which is a lot, but I made it to the top 3% with that. So mm -hmm. when I thought I was including more people, even though I had more subscribers, I'm in the 9% now. Mm. So that's a big dip. And like, it was because I got too obsessed with the numbers instead of just mm. saying, leave the formula, just do it. Who's going to be there will be there and it'll work out. And so now that I've stopped obsessing over it and now that I have it at $15 a month, which is my vampire tier on my secret society. So I just made it a vampire, you know, only fans page. Mm. I lost a lot, but it's like, I see that number fluctuate, but then it's just like, when I don't care about it, either it'll stay or it starts to slowly go up, you know? Whereas before I was like, oh, I gotta do this and that. And I'm like, oh my God, I wasted so much energy. And it's not even just about the money. It's like, I wasted so much time and energy that took away from my private life to try to strategize and da, 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 da. And it's like, <laughs> it was too much work. Maybe some of these people, don't, like one girl in particular who I actually personally know, she's very single. She doesn't hook up with anyone. She's celibate right now. So yeah, she's got a lot of time to do all that. So yeah, that does work for her. I'm not single. I have a whole little family here. <laughs> like I don't have that time. So that's why it's just, you know, the whole thing. So that's why like with this, I'm just like, you know what? I don't need to worry or be obsessed with like, I just, like when I retweet our stuff or whatever, I'm not just doing it because I'm like, oh, I want all these people. It's like, I, it's organic. I want to share these things. And I know people out there want to see some of it, you know? And it's like, so I guess what I'm saying is like, I just rather take the long road that I've already been taking. Cause anytime I try to go with the system, dude, <laughs> it always Fs me hard in the ass with no lube. So there's your OnlyFans content right there <laughs> i've seen some chicks on only fans they're like 50 dollars a month and i'm thinking to myself what could they possibly be doing for 50 dollars a month that people are going to pay that but apparently they do i don't know because when you got your niche you got your niche and that's the thing and when i first started my only fans the second time the first time it was my secret society and i had it for ten dollars a month but i felt like i was doing so much work for that ten dollars a month that when I got introduced to Patreon, what I did was I was able to create those different tiers. So everything that I was already doing for $10, I spread it and then it finally financially made sense to me. And finally I was getting, that's when I was finally making more than I did at TNA, you know? And that was a huge deal for me to be able to do that on my own without wrestling and just doing my own thing. So like, that was my first one. But when I went back, I was just like, I've talked about on the show before. I was like, it was supposed to be a joke. I just post pictures of my butt, but then I got bored of it. I literally got <laughs> bored. I was like, and I was making the money. Just my butt every day. Here's my butt. Here's my butt. Here's my butt. Here's my butt. Not even a naked butt, just my butt. And so it was called Shelly's Booty. That was my first handle, Shelly's Booty. And um, then it turned to Shelly's Selfies. I was like, well, at least it'll be Selfie. And then I got bored with that because I'm like, oh, God, like, <laughs> 
the selfies and da da da. And so it just kind of like evolved. And, um, but you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird game. And the only way you learn what works for you is you have to go through all these like stupid, seemingly waste of times a lot. And it's just like, ay, ay, ay. It makes you want to throw up. Yep. Gotta find that gimmick. <clears throat> if, uh, if our subscriptions go up uh, way after, go up after this, I might have to wear the stupid bow tie every show. Every show? That's fine. <laughs> I wear it in different positions. I wear it on my forehead. Whatever it takes, I don't care. I'm not above these things. Speaking of TNA, uh, something you mentioned in direct messages was uh, the time you had to get blood tested at oh, yes. TNA. <laughs> so I'm sure will be an excellent story because they all are. Let me take a hit before yeah. <coughs> <coughs> the bong at it. I just took a hit of my pimp. <coughs> don't pee, don't pee, don't pee. <laughs> Morally fancy <advanced> content. <coughs> <coughs> you know what I makes me pee only fans. I'll I don't care. I will do what I need to do. If I need to pee on only fans, I'm down for it. You know what I'm doing me anyway. <laughs> you know what makes me sad is um, before I get into the blood story. When I did my Regal Beagle Happy Hour video chat last week, I was like feeling good. You know, I had Shelly Live, and Danielle and I on Shelly Live are now doing for Wine Wednesday, we do a wine tasting. And so I was feeling pretty good, and I was holding Minnie, and I was just like loving on Minnie. And her foot caught my top and it went down and I didn't have a bra on underneath. So my <laughs> nip came out and I told the guys in the chat room, I said, you guys better tip because my Regal Beagle is free, right? Not mm. one person. So all these people <laughs> that said they would pay so much money just for da da da. There it is. I didn't delete it because I was like, I'm not going to delete the whole thing for the nip slip. At least it wasn't the whole nipple that's different, Janet Jackson style, whatever. But... It was just like enough. And I'm just like, wow, talking about cheap bastards. Like you said, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, you guys tell me, so I'll, oh, I'll pay you this and that for just one photo and da da da. And there it is. And I'm like, tip me. Wait, I think the threshold isn't it? Like, I think you can even tip a dollar. So it's like, man. Get the F out of here. See, this is tip for nipples. Then I mean, what are you gonna tip for? So don't feel bad, Stoner Jesus, because they don't even tip me. That's right. All right. So this blood test. So they make you yeah. when I was there, I don't know if things have changed, but um when I was there, one of the things that they had us do is we had to have a full on physical and they had these doctors come in and it's kind of like a day of physicals. And so I'll never forget, I was sitting next to Angelina Love and I was freaking the F out because <laughs> I, we were, I, I got through the whole like physical part that they have, but the next part was the blood test. And I was so scared because I know this doesn't sound so terrible, but there was like two guys there in the locker room that I had slept with. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what if they tell me that I have HIV? And like, I slept with these guys and like, oh my gosh. And it was this whole panic, just total fear. Like, 
I don't know if some of you out there, when you get tested for STDs or whatever, you always have that fear of like, what if, what if, oh my God, what if this is it? What if this is when they tell me this thing? And so I was having a full on panic attack. And then Angelina Love was just sitting there. She was like, oh, what's wrong? Whatever. And I told her, I was like, I'm so scared. She was like, don't worry. I've been with some guys here too. And I was just like, <laughs> and it just, it made me feel better because I felt like I wasn't alone. And if like, whatever, but for some reason, I can't remember exactly what it was, why I told you I wanted to talk about it, but it's just going back to that, like, only in wrestling or entertainment, rather, do you sit there and have a panic attack because you slept with a couple people in the room <laughs> <laughs> and you're afraid that either you or them are going to find out that you have something terrible in this case i was like hiv and it was just such a panic attack and at the time i thought that i was like the only one in the room that had this experience and then when more time in my life went by like i told you before it's always after the fact like after i left wwe that's when i found out all kinds of stuff that was going on when i was there after i left WWE, or tna same thing so it's like this stuff is new information to me. I'm sorry I didn't know it at the time. But yeah, I'm an idiot and I did not realize that like everyone in that room at some point had like the seven degrees of separation. I was just like, I really thought like, I'm just a slut. I slept with these two guys and like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And they're over there. And then like that one's dating that girl now. And this is just too much. And I was freaking the F out. And then to leave and then years later find out, oh yeah, so-and-so, well, when did this happen? Oh, remember, did it? no, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't that juicy of a story, but that's why I wanted to bring it up. Just, uh, I thought it was fun and, oh, you know what it was is Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, who's her partner, um, they have a podcast together now. And one of the things I was thinking about is how I'm just so jealous of these girls. And the reason why I'm jealous of them is <clears throat> they were paired together when I first started TNA. And from what I understand, like they weren't like friends or anything like that. It's like, it was a working relationship. But since that was so like long ago, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just talking about from what I've seen, they seem to really be friends and like, how I kind of talked about how I thought the only true friendship in professional wrestling was Colt Cabana and CM Punk. And then when they're no longer friends and had such a disgusting, ugly falling out, it made me lose hope. But then I kept being reminded that Velvet Sky and Angelina Love are like legit friends. And that's why I say I'm jealous of that because I thought I had that with a couple people and it's fine. Like everyone has their time in their life, but that's where I was kind of thinking of. And that's when I had that moment where I was thinking about when I was with Angelina Love and I was just like, I couldn't believe how freaked the F out was. It's like that fear thing in us where we're like, we let the what if take over. So I was already planning how I had to tell these guys and like, I'm gonna look like the biggest slut now. And then trying to analyze it. Well, that guy was like that many years ago and that guy did it. So like, no. And that's 
that's why I think when different little rumors or people kind of seeing these things on these different YouTube channels about me being in the hoe bag and all this, it's like, yeah, I've been with some dudes in wrestling because, like, I was in wrestling for 17 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's called dating and trying to, like, <laughs> and again, I was always a stage five clinger, so I was always crying over some dude because I thought he was going to be my boyfriend. I never once went into thinking, I'm just going to have fun. Every single wrestler that I ever messed around with, I thought he was going to be my boyfriend. I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. I fell for it. That's all me. So that's why. And then going back to that, that blood test, that, like it bothered me because maybe I was judging myself for being in bad moments or trusting these guys or buying into their stuff. But like, I just, I wasn't just trying to have a good time. And I hated that there was people out there putting it out. Like I was just this like crazy, like whatever. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? We talked to some of my ex-boyfriends. I'm psycho. Like, no, like, <laughs> like I'm jealous. Like I, like I get insecure. Like who's that girl? Like that's me. So, um, I don't know. I guess that's why just throwing it out there, like, that's why it stung when these certain people would say these things. Cause it's just like, what are you talking about? And then the people that said it, they're the ones that everyone talks about their crazy stories. Like it's some like movie and they're all proud of it. And it's like, I don't talk about what happened to me because I'm, I'm, I was heartbroken by these dudes. That's why I don't go, Oh yeah, I was with so-and-so. It's like, it wasn't that for me, but those people that go, Oh yeah, so-and-so I banged them. And then they're like, Oh, Shally's in the hoe bag. F you. It's another tweet. We didn't get a response from <clears throat> the, she was tagged in about the hoe bag comment, but nothing back. Uh, Lando subscriber Lando has joined us in the chat room. The story is late, just got off work, and hopes both of us are well. As you can see, I'm doing very well. <laughs> I'm killing it today. We had some technical issues in the beginning, but things, uh, you know, after I restarted my entire internet, things went well. Well, here's the thing. Do you have um, alcoholic beverage handy? Uh, I do. It's old. It's been sitting here for who knows how long. <laughs> Perfect. But it is a uh, Smirnoff green apple. Nice. All right. Well, I have some vodka here. So, in the spirit of St. Patty's Day, Indeed. where's Miko? <laughs> <laughs> cheers to everyone and cheers to you, Stoner Jesus. Did you ever hear from the vampire wine people? Uh -uh. Not yet. I'll get them. I'll get them. I saw because them they haven't been there a while. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, I haven't looked at their their feed for a bit, but I got, let's see if I can move this without messing it up. There's two more wines left right there that we're going to be trying out, one this week and then one the following. And then I have a rosé in the refrigerator from them as well. So I have three more chances of uh, reviewing their wines, which I already know is going to be good. But the only one that could be a miss, and I kind of don't think it'll be the case, is the rosé. Um, I tend to not like the taste of uh, champagnes or rosés that are like Chardonnay tasting. So that's the only thing that could be a miss with that, but uh, we shall see. So I'll get them. You know, like I said, I'm a psycho. 
Um, <laughs> but I'm only a, I'm only a psycho and a pusher of things that I'm feeling because I know there's reason. So there you have it. I'm a confident psycho, if you will. There you go. <clears throat> Lando says he is quote high as tits right now. It's always a good place to be. So what topics have I missed so far? Yeah, if you want to go back and check out the show, um, a lot of, uh, well, we had the big technical glitch in the beginning. It was just Shelly herself for about nine minutes. And uh, so I don't know what Shelly talked about. We talked about Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, my horrific uh, St. Patrick's Day experience in my broadcasting career, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Lando also says I got a few tequila shots in. Not a big St. Patty's fellow myself. Refers to chronic, indeed. But as they say, when in Rome. Let's talk about this. When in Dublin. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about my new secret society banner. There we go. Look at that. There's Stoner Jesus. You've right. been Simpsonized. You've been Simpsonized. So. I made my cool hat. Here's the thing. Here we go again. So. That's me, of course. There's Fred and Ethel. There's Metal Jesus with Minnie, Minnie on his lap. There's Francine. There's Stoner Jesus. There's Megan Jones. There's Alexa or Alec Alexandria Hamilton. There's Danielle. There's my grandma. And then there's me, of course. <laughs> it looks surprised. It's very thought out. Because you're, you're, you just got real high. <laughs> but um yeah so for me before um i had the um stone cutters that's what it is um people in there like seymour was in there or principal skinner to some of you i know him as seymour <laughs> i don't know why i called him seymour <laughs> seymour was in there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Seymour was in there, the alien, um, Krusty, um, Lenny, Chief Wiggum, Homer. So I had a long time ago, um, I had this gal recreate that, but put me, Danielle, and the Mertzes in there. And then I had it altered with my hair color changed. And then when I was going to have it, Minnie added into it. I was like, dude, I just want to have it be a table of my creativity. Like people who, who I get a charge off of and it puts me in line with my person, with my purpose, which is creating. <laughs> and that's all the people at the table, you know, of course, Danielle, my partner in crime, the Mertzes will always be an inspiration to me. Minnie is a new inspiration to me. Um, you know, Metal Jesus is my other partner in crime, and both him and Danielle really helped me out a lot with pulling together a lot of the stuff that we do, you know. And, um, of course, Francine, you know, just we have so much in common. And I think it's so cool that before even knowing her, she was already like-minded the way I am as far as wanting to know production and learning how to produce content when she was in ECW and she'd sit there after hours with Paul Heyman and learn how to put a show together and the editing process. And that's something that always was like captured me. And so it makes sense that both of us were attracted to wanting to make a living as creators because our mind was already there before like 
social media was a thing. So people didn't know that was really a thing unless you were into it, you know, you kind of found, and it was like a underground kind of thing, like to want to know about editing and, and production. And like, especially if you don't go to school for it, but it's what you're into and like, you're interested into it. It's just like, it was different then than it is now. And then there's of course you. So it's like, you know, we have our show together, but before that, you know, we just, been vibing online for a long time. And there's just been times where, you know, whether it's you or Megan Jones or Alexandria Hamilton, I'm like, I just want to, maybe I should just stop. And then you guys will post your content. You just guys are just being yourselves. And I'm like, no man, I could do this. They got this, like whatever. And uh, Megan Jones has been a huge influence in a positive way to me as far as, um, how you do things like OnlyFans and customs and that hustle, but having balance and truly taking ownership of your own content and taking these pervert men out of it that just want to take advantage of us, like whether they be producers or photographers or whatever. And then Alexandria Hamilton, she's the owner of Modest Moms Wrestling. And she's somebody that, for the first time I met somebody that had a very successful customs company with mainly like wrestling and stuff like that, that didn't come from a wrestling kind of background. She literally was just a fan of women's wrestling, like eighties women wrestling. And she was like, how do I make this a thing? I, like, I want to do this. And then she like found out you can do this stuff online. And then like they created it. And now it's like this whole thing. And when I first got involved with Modest Moms Wrestling, they were already getting their momentum and they were doing really, really well. But from the first time to the last time I worked there, like, dude, they're killing it. And I watched it grow. And it's so cool when you watch good people that bust their ass and they finally found what works for them. And then you see them become successful and you see those steps and you watch it happen. And it's like, dude, that's freaking awesome. So my whole thing of like my big picture and what I'm trying to do right now with my customs, with the secret society customs, it's like modest moms is a huge inspiration to me with that. So that's why she's there. And of, of course my grandma, she's my home girl for life. So that's what that table represents to me. <laughs> that's right. Go see it on Shelly's Twitter. At Shelly from Cali. So I think that was a good episode. Another good episode. That's 18 now, as I count. Good episodes. I'm going to make up for my non-St. Patrick's Day-ness next week. I don't care if it's late. Better late than never. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come dressed up as the guy from Leprechaun. What's that you say, Stoner Jesus? You have me gold? It would be even funnier if it was almost a full week after St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Where's me gold? <laughs> All I want is me gold. One more hit for the road, as they say. Everybody subscribes, of course. Thank you for uh, checking us out. This little... Really an experiment of a show. <laughs> yep. <coughs> See, Lando. Uh, so may both have a safe St. Patty's Day tomorrow. Indeed. 
I'm going to be doing nothing different than I'm doing right now. Me neither. I'm going to be doing Shelly Live, doing the Regal Beagle, and then probably taking a nap. There you go. Jam-packed St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. Shelly, thank you <laughs> for another great episode. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. All right. I'm just going to fly away now. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>